It's Tuesday, the 19th of May, 2015, and this is the audio podcast, episode 152, Barbecue Base Spin. Hello, I'm Samuel Freeman, that was Scott Hewitt, and we are joined again by Adam Yanch. Yay! Hi, guys. Hello. Yes, yes, I'm back. Um, to join the audio podcast, of course, you can head to theaudiopodcast.co.uk forward slash show forward slash 152 to read the notes um, of today's show, which also includes links to the things we're talking about. Handy, huh? Wow. And this week we will be talking about some news and some plunder. Um, yep, and maybe feature feature next week. I have a feature for next week. So, uh, committing to another week of this already. There we go. Let's get into this week's news. News. So, so news indeed. So, uh, f- first up in our news, perhaps uh, Traction Six was uh, was released, and not only was it released, but it was released with uh, Linux support. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. So hold on. What's Traction again? I get mixed up between Traction and Tractor. I think. So tra- Traction is, as it says itself, the musician's door. Oh. So any anyone who uses any other DAW is not a musician. Yes, basically. That's by that, implication. That, by implication, that is that is absolutely correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Traction it, Six is uh, came out of the UK was a kind of a small two-man development team, eventually kind of, if I remember correctly, established an association with Mackie. And I think, if my memory serves me correctly, it was the door you got for free with the the kind of, what I like to think of the weird set of Mackie interfaces that existed like in kind of 2006, 2008. I might be, those dates are coming out of my head, but... You remember yeah. when Mac kind of went into interfaces for a couple of years? And then it was like... Now nah, let's just go back to speakers and mixing desks. Yeah. And this was the product they put alongside it. And you, you can still get it. Now, the cool thing about Traction is uh, version 4 is free now. So it's always a, a version, you know, the version which is a couple old is always free. I have a cat going mad. Um, sorry about that. A couple of versions older is generally available for free. So at the moment, so now you can get version 4 for free with version 6 having just been released. Though, to be honest, I think it's $60 or something like that. It's, you know, it is like kind of, I like to say, the Reaper price point, shall we say. Which is um, pretty cool. Yeah, I've been, and it's kind of in the Reaper territory by now supporting Linux as well as Windows and Mac, so. Yeah. Yeah, and in fact, you know, Linux is starting to get some some DAW support, some proper DAW support, because as much as we like, um, what do you call it, our door, it's always yeah. a bit of a hard push. But you know, now you've got Traction, you've got Reaper, you've got Bitwig. You know, those are available for the Linux platform, so that's very good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so other cool features inside Traction, it comes with Melodyne support. It's been baked into it since Traction Five, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, and it, it's you know it it is. Well, you sometimes feel bad on you when you say these kind of things. I'm saying it is it is kind of maybe creeping up on terms of features. It's a lot, you know. I'm saying, I think I mentioned in some of the in some of the remarks here. I'm I'm having a computer fail in every possible way here right now. But um, you know, it has things like dedicated automation tracks and uh, composition groups, and even some uh, kind of time tool kind of features have now been put into it as well. So it's it's much nearer feature complete 
with version six than it was perhaps in it with the earlier versions. And at that sort of price point, it's a you know, it's a pretty I, cool option, I think. It, it, yeah, it is. It looks pretty slick. I just want to correct my previous comment because I've just I shut it. Yeah, Reaper is not supporting Linux actually. It's, <sighs> sorry, sorry. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was too, but then I kind of had a doubt in my mind and checked. And because when he first said, it, I was like. Does, is is Reaper on Linux? And I was like, it sounds like, seems like it should be. Well, there you go. Like it's it not, but Traction is, especially Traction 6. Okay. There we go. And you can head Pretty to traction.com cool. to get more information about uh, Traction 6. And you can also, uh, that's where you can get Traction 4. You have to fill in a form, and I guess they send you a link to the download. Um, but yeah, you know, check it out. Pretty cool. Excellent stuff. All right then. Um, th thus, um, it, it it was a slow. It's a slow week in news. That's all I can say. It was tough. I looked everywhere I possibly could do this end of the news that is not related to the streaming of audio. <laughs> um, there we go. So uh, f first of all, um, I found a great article up on Digital Trends, which uh, suggests a future. Uh, without iTunes, but rather Beats instead. Could this be the end of iTunes? Do we care? Yes, probably. Well, maybe. iTunes does more than provide music access and collection management and such like that in the store. It is, it is currently the, the default and only synchronizing software for iThings. And well, this is one of its the major criticisms of uh, iTunes, though, um, as I've seen it, of late. Basically, it's it's this kind of grab bag of things. It it used to be a more focused piece of software, but it's also the way that you access the iTunes Store um, for music and for um, videos and movies and and whatnot. And the problem is that. It's been a bit rudderless. The development of it has been rudderless for several years now. And have you guys tried iTunes 12? Probably not because you're still on 10.6. So um, I know I have a Mac Mini downstairs now, which <gasps> may be on. T I'm not sure what version it's on. I I tend to do the software updates on that, although it pains me. I, I let it carry on. I, I did. I looked up um, iTunes 12 because I. I kind of held back. I got reminded every day to update it, and I couldn't do anything about that notification. Um, and I finally jumped in, and you know, it's not too bad, but it's still, it's like, why did you change it look like this? That's the main thing people say about iTunes 12, is it gets rid of the sidebar, but why bother? You know, why, why change the interface like that? And um, anyway... We've kind of got gone off the topic. Well, I think the the point is that iTunes is not just a music store. It it is all these other things. But the reason it is that is that is because the original iPod you plugged it in, it synchronized, and it was a focused thing. You could buy music, you could put the music on your device, and that was that, and you could import your music. And then they when the iPhone was added to that and the iPad, they just were created to synchronize in exactly the same way with the same software and everything was just tacked onto it and the ad for video and things was all just piled in to this thing called iTunes which now the name doesn't really have any relation to anything No, and they've been moving away because the new uh, the new Photos app is called Photos on the Mac Yep. It used to be called iPhotos so I wonder if 
they're going to move away. The problem is that I, iTunes needs to be sorted out, or they need to decide. I know it's a wider problem I'm finding with Apple is that they're redesigning their software and making it worse in the process, and and like removing features and making it harder to use and all of this, and it just frustrates the heck out of me because you know they used to make such decent software as well as decent hardware. <sighs> I, I think that's very. It's very true. I I will go out on a limb here. I was I'm, I'm actually gonna I was gonna blog about this, but I didn't work out where wherever I put it on the audio podcast out my own personal site. So I haven't finished writing it yet, but I'll work it out once I get there. But I reckon that I, iTunes, Adam, I think iTunes will disappear and it will be gone, and it will be replaced by something. I would hope more of the original iTunes feel in that it will purely be the place where your music is. Where you can buy your music and your music exists, and they will, mm. but and but they won't call it iTunes anymore. At that point, it will cease to exist, and that will be the Beats endorsed item, and it will come with, you know, it's going to come with deep integration into, even deeper integration that's inside iTunes, but properly set out into Apple TVs and all that sort of stuff as well. Because well, iTunes well, is the classic. Well, But iTunes is the classic kind of absolute Apple mess now where it's, you know, there's loads of cool features. I quite often think to myself, hey, it'd be cool if you could do this and then discover that iTunes does do that. But to know that you do that, you have to know that you can do a, a contextual click on something you didn't even know you can click on and just sort of, you know, these sort of problems happen. So I, I think that's, they're going to thin it out and then they're going to put something else in place. And to be honest... I reckon the best solution for them is to abandon the is to abandon the idea of the, you know, you plug your device in and you sync it against the, you know, I know that they you don't actually have to do that anymore, but it's still the kind of par the fundamental kind of basis of it you, is that you, you kind do of have to do it. This plugged in I, I, have, I have not managed to get um, my iPad to synchronize all my music from my computer without it failing in some way and, and sync it with the cable. The wireless syncing is kind of broken, I think. But the well, question yeah. is, if they, if they did replace iTunes or something else, would that something else be to the detriment of people who collect music rather than um, or, or, or buy music somewhere else and import it, rather Ooh. than people who buy it from iTunes or stream it from Beats. Oh, you can just imagine the removing the CD import feature, can't you? Because you yes. have obstacle things anyway. And then... Well, I can see them doing that. I can see them closing doors because there was... Oh, were you guys talking about, um, in last week's show, um, something about Apple and Spotify? Apple... Um, Making it harder for Spotify to get music somehow, or a free tier, or maybe I was reading about that. Because you, you were talking about title allegations of competitive bullying in the streaming license realm, or something. And Apple were using their weight with the record companies to force other uh, their competitors in the streaming space to have to do something that they didn't want to do. Allegedly, something like that. Allegedly, of that sort, I'm saying there's been lots of stuff. It's been widely expected that the Apple, the this, the next attempt at Apple getting into the streaming audio and the Apple 
iTunes tidy up and fix was, is going to happen for a WWDC and they've been negotiating to put that in place. And apparently there's a lot of, the chances of it having worked are kind of, it, it's very up in the air. I personally think it will happen then um, and they will have the announcement on it for, for a couple of reasons. And I think they've made some concessions to make it happen. So they originally talked about how they wanted the streaming service to be $5 a month and that would wipe out everybody. They've they then said, hey, we want to get to $8 a month, and people were like, oh, well, we're not sure if that's going to work either. And, apparent, and it was now suggested that actually $10 a month would be the number that they would go for. So the idea being that you will be able to do your web stream whatever you want for $10 a month out of iTunes, and that will be that will be done. That will be delivered using what they purchased as Beats Music. And you could probably go with the Beats Music brand, but... I'm not sure they would do, actually. I'm saying, can you see Apple turning over such a kind of fundamental part of what they do to a bought-in tertiary brand? And Beats is quite a polarizing brand. It's, mm -hmm. it's not really, you know, in, in my, I, I know for other people it isn't the case, but in my mind, Beats is not the, isn't the name of quality. Beats is the name of, you know, it's kind of a, you know, probably even slightly ripped off there, kind of, <laughs> as, as a kind of thing. Well, well, the, the, the other thing that I read, I think I read yesterday, and it links in with our next um, news story, in fact, is that um, Apple are allegedly holding up the um, release of the Tidal app um, through their, their app um, verification process because supposedly a Beats app is coming in June at WWDC. Um I, again, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, to be honest, I haven't really... For, as, as basically, as long as Apple's uh, skullduggery doesn't impact Bandcamp and the, the, other, the other ways, the, the basic ways that I get music myself, then maybe I don't mind so much. But I'm, I'm concerned by Apple because they've got a lot of power and... Still, just a corporation in the end, aren't they? They like to make it seem like they're all friendly and customer-facing, but they're still basically out there to make loads of money, and uh, I don't trust them so much. Oh yeah, it's you know, it's probably, we we are in the middle of the streaming wars. I th I think that's how we should become how we should refer to this for now. It's, we should refer to it as the streaming wars because. Uh, Spotify are running a promotion, aren't they? They were after it being reported that Spotify free was probably going to disappear. Not only did they come out and say no, it's not going to disappear, but they're now running an incredibly aggressive promotion, aren't they? So oh, they, it's like three months for a dollar or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they're they're coming because they're coming out aggressive because I think they real I think Spotify realised that if Apple turn up and drop because let's face it, if Apple wanted to, they could off they could give everybody a year of Beats for free. Yeah, and you can't imagine there being anybody else left at the at, after a year. I'm saying even like you know, even something like Tidal, which is obviously built on a very kind of artist-centric approach, shall we say, if you want to a better phrase. But even something like Tidal won't be able to survive a year's worth of Apple for free. Now, well, you can... I was <laughs> sorry, I, I was reading a Forbes article about how they think um, Tidal is doomed already, and the, the basis of Tidal the the people behind it are kind of a bit not dodgy, but I don't think they'll get people's. They won't win people's hearts because of what it is. 
they weren't listening to the actual market when they created the thing that they wanted to create. So title might not be a problem anyway. Well, I think title is the classic example, isn't it, of a group of people who decide how they would like a, a system to work and implement that system. And the, the great thing about kind of celebrity culture is that there are a group of people who have this celebrity status, which means that they, you know, they, they have the impression that they actually will be able to make the thing happen in the way they want it to happen. So that's what they do. And so that for me is exactly what title is. It's another one of these moments where you have, you know, that group of people attempting to re-establish the norm based around what they think it should be. And it turns out that that's not actually acceptable to them, to them. You know, the majority doesn't take that, doesn't agree with that approach, which is entirely how commercial operations work, isn't it? And I think because there is, um, I think Adam was alluding to it, but the uh, the Verge had a great little uh, uh, had a great little feature on a concert that Title did for its uh, for any of its subscribers, uh, in which Jay Z uh, kind of uh, I think I think he freestyles uh, freestyles raps about Spotify and YouTube, which I thought was um, which is quite funny if you haven't seen the video, it's quite funny, but. Saying that's a cool feature title. It's it's all it's an awesome idea to have something like you know, we'll do free concerts for our subscribers. We'll do deeper artist engagement. We'll do stuff like that. And obviously, title uniquely positioned to do that right now, being artist owned and artist driven, and also the fact they're pushing it really hard. So therefore, you know, that's going to be the kind of thing you want to do. And to be honest, I'm sure title could probably do pretty well if it was you know I mean if. If the if if it was done in such a way that if you weren't part if you weren't a title subscriber then you can't buy tickets to our gigs then you'll probably you know what I mean for the next six months they'll probably be able to drive a lot of subscribers but you know I mean you can't imagine that's going to yeah, be maybe I wonder if a long term uh, approach point, is it? but at what point does it become uh, that 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 is a an anti competitive business practice or something like that you don't tend to hear about it in music. In the music business, but you know, in computing and in technology, there have been quite a few um, companies to heal by um, by governments under anti-competitive business practice. I mean, in, in a bygone age, before the audio podcast, there was a lot of um, label buyout. There was lots of independent labels being bought up by the bigger labels, of which there's what three in the world, and there was talk of anti-competitiveness. Around that. Mm. Well, there was the the point in the kind of mid to late nineties, wasn't there, where we were slow, we were kind of closing in on eighteen eighteen pounds a CD album at one point, and that was, you know, quite clearly not the naturally agri- naturally arrived on price. Because well, no. I, I don't know if you remember, but you know, you would you know go into our price. How about that? Ooh, there you go. So if you're younger than us, then uh, feel free to ask somebody older than you what our price was. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know what I mean, and every CD in the whole place was exact. you know, every CD single and every CD album was exactly the same price. They were, you know what I mean, and that's... No wonder they didn't last long. It wasn't their price at all, was it? Well, no, exactly. <laughs> very poor, but very well done there, Sam. I like what you did there. Well, there we go. You know what? I, I think we have to admit that the uh, the streaming wars are going to probably dominate our the time for a while now. Um, there aren't really any major releases in the can as far as kind of doors or hardware updates right now, there's nothing really kind of trickling that, I, that I'm getting rumor of is likely to be even announced actually for the next couple of mo- next couple of months. But I think we are going to have this ongoing 
redefinition of how music is going to be of the consumption of music and how it's going to work. So, mm. you know, let's keep a uh, let's. Well, let's, we have to keep on that for our next uh, story, which uh, Scott kind of, um, well, you basically I've mentioned this story already. Yeah, we've done it. Which, yeah, done which it. is Jay Z entitled Jay Z rapping about Spotify and YouTube. I didn't know if there was any more you wanted to add to that. No, not really. Ah, well, there we go. There you go. You know That's the end of the news. What's on your camera today? It looks to be like a CD player. And by default, I would, I would probably guess a Sony one, but I, it actually doesn't. It, it does not look like a Sony one to me. You're, you're, cl you're close, but it's not actually a CD player. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, it's, in that case, is it a DAT machine? It is a DAT machine. And who's well known for DAT machines? Tascam. Tascam. And I mean, I don't know if you know the the part numbers, their model numbers. So I don't know whether it's worth asking. <laughs> a model to... number from a from a slightly out of focus shot of an open stop and possibly is it a rewind button? Well, yeah, obviously there's a rewind button. Well, hold on, let me move this back a bit. I'm just saying, you know, you know what I mean. I'm saying it's like we're going to be getting this. This could become a feature by which we gain legendary status. They're like, oh yeah, you can just show them the, uh, you know, <laughs> just a letter from the front panel, and they'll tell you what it is. That'd well, be a great. If I, if I move it too far over here, you'll see. Oh yeah, okay. What it is. So is it, yeah, that, that's all we need. That's all we need. Just a picture of the loading tray is all we need. We'll be able to get it from the loading tray alone. Hmm. <laughs> Is it a well? I couldn't see the proportions of the loading tray, which is why I guess CD, but um, but obviously not. And it, you know, I could tell it was M. I'm gonna go with is it the Tascam DA20? It's a DA20 Mark II. Oh. oh, I was even gonna say Mark II, but I thought I'll edge my bets by not taking the Mark II. There we go. Very well there done, Sam. Go. That is um, that is impressive. I think I'll. Uh, <laughs> Anybody who watches this show has to be impressed by the effort we just pulled off there. That was pretty solid. <laughs> For the yeah. audio podcast where we look at pictures and describe what we see. <laughs> well, it's, good, YouTube, it, guys. it's good for the non-YouTube listeners, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's the feature, really, for this week. Um, so we might as well just go straight into the plunder. Arg. Arg. <laughs> Indeed, so first up, so, uh, first, first up in the plunder this week, Adam. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, okay, so uh, Ars Technica uh, kind of uh, put this into an article last week, uh, which is a new startup, which is a kind of combination between um, a Kickstarter, Bandcamp, and a vinyl pressing plant. Um, it's called Q-Rates. I mean, I don't know how you pronounce that. It's such a silly name. Crates? I read it. I saw it as Crates. Um, I have always read it as Q rates, which doesn't. A Q rate you, as into you, Q you've rate. Got to, you've got to say Q rates because it's important. You type Q at the start of the word, otherwise the Google search doesn't work, does it? Yeah, I mean, I do, it. Okay, so for, for yeah, all listeners, it must. The jury be is out. Yeah, the jury is out as to uh, how it's pronounced, but it's spelt Q rates effectively. Um, and uh, so their idea is that um, that if you want to 
distribute your music on vinyl, which of course is, uh, has made a decent comeback over the last few years, uh, then why not use their service, which um, kind of unifies the crowdfunding aspect of Kickstarter with the digital distribution element of Bandcamp, uh, and they sort out the, the pressing of vinyl. The uh, Ars Technica article also kind of mentions um, uh, the importance of getting your music specifically mastered for vinyl because of the um, limitations of the medium, shall we say. Cool. So, yeah, you know, you can head to the notes, you can have a look at that, and if you're interested, cue rates. Cue rates. Cool. The cool. next item of plunder is on GitHub, and it's from Cycling74, and it's called Max Tests, and it's a series of patches for testing that stuff works. I have to say, I have to confess that Scott posted this, not me, I'm guessing. I don't know much more than that about it. That, that was actually, I, I saw it, I thought that's really interesting, um, and then have been far too busy to do anything other than say those words out loud. But yeah. okay. I, I feel you got the essence of it correct, though. It's, it's, it is the internal test suite that they use to check that objects and patches have the functionality as intended, and they're now making that available, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's an in-house thing. Very good. And, uh, and interestingly, I... Uh, started using Max again recently, and you know I got it back into it pr pretty quick. You know we're all kind of used to Max, us three, um, but I'm still on Max six, so I haven't updated to seven yet. So uh, I mean, there you go. Well, and we're then, on Max. Oh, go on. No, no, you go, you go. I was just going to say with the the I did buy six and the jump, but because there's one or two objects um, in the Jitter realm that. Were not available in five that I wanted to use, and but after, but that project didn't really go anywhere in the end, and so I've been back on using five for multiple reasons. Although I am quite interested to spend more time in seven, I think. Yeah. But Max Five is perfectly adequate for most. Things. Yeah. Although increasingly difficult to get if you don't already have it, because it's now two versions old, to get access to it is um is quite tricky for new people to Max. Max, I I did actually have um I came across a I was assisting with a performance a couple of weeks ago and we found a real we found we had some really weird behaviour going on and we um resolved it by installing Max Five upon a fairly modern machine and using it and I was it was that classic moment where when you run old software on con current hardware and it's just amazingly fast yeah it's like wow that was a, I was this like, is, this is what it should have been like originally. Yeah. You're, you're like, well, I'm going to patch in five because this is amazing, and then, and then I'll go up to the modern one for the last for the extra objects when I need them. It's just, you know, it just it's quite funny like that. As a, yeah. There you go. And anyway, that's for, for people who are like, oh, I wonder how they did that. We we made abstractions in the five build folder that represent the correct inlets and outlets for the missing objects, so you can open your. You know, so you can like text, copy, and paste in and out that way around, which is stupid. Yeah, cunning. That, that's yeah, it. So Scott, Scott, top tip there. Ooh. Scott, top tip, <laughs> and then to to round out the plunder, it's uh, isotope masting with ozone guide. Oh, that's me. It's a mastering of ozone guide, isn't it? That's me, Anyway, but we all know this happens every year. So every year, isotope, uh, you know, release a mastering guide which goes along with their 
Good song for those then, and it's arrived. There we go. Get the PDF, get the book, get the ebook rather. Yeah. I wonder if one day they'll create O books. O books. Specifically for ozone. Oh no! Well, no, I was just Sorry. saying O books because we've already got e-books and we already have i-books and okay. O is the next one along. So, yeah. Are we assuming that a-books already was like the default? Was a-book was the? Well, I don't know. Maybe they didn't like that very much. It's hard to say, really. A-books quite hard to say, yeah. Yeah, because it's <laughs> it's confusing. It's like I have an a-book. Don't you mean I have a book? No, I have an A book. <laughs> I want to make something called A book now, just so, uh, just so that that situation can occur. So the question is, how long can we just talk about nonsense before? We... But it's the end of the show. We've got, like, <laughs> we haven't had to drag it out. Oh, we have. We didn't say that. You sort of say it's the end of the show and then talk rubbish. Uh, okay, it's the end so. of the show. Let's talk it, it, it is the end of the show. Don't forget, if you want to, you can subscribe to our as of yet very rarely, but. Well, actually, as of yet, never to have been used um, mailing list, if you want to. We guarantee maybe never email you at all. <laughs> it's a low traffic best. list. It's awesome, man. No risk, no risk. It's the best uh, mailing list of all time. Indeed. So, I like that. This is when you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, those various things. If you want to contact us, the best way is probably email, I think. Show at theaudiopodcast.co.uk. Oh. And uh, I have to say, for show 150, two shows ago, I thought it was kind of nice that uh, the two originators of the show had the uh, were, were on the mic, um, uncluttered by the, the later edition of Adam Yanch, um, who is signing off now <laughs> from, from this show. But we'll be back next week. Excellent stuff. We'll be back probably next week at some point with show 153, but that was show 152 of the audio podcast. Bye from Scott. Bye from Sam. Bye. Bye. Bye.